0: The ChrisCast is recorded live in front of no audience. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the ChrisCast. Joining me once again through the Anchor app is Paul. Say hello, Paul. Hello, Paul. Oh, and Paul, I'm echoing on there. Is your tablet down or not? Uh, it's
1: down as far as it'll go.
0: Well... We might need to change this.
1: Can you hear me? Uh, Can you hear that? I
0: can hear you. And the echo's gone. So, there we go. Okay. We're good to go now. Technical difficulties right from the start. Don't you love it?
1: Of course.
0: But anyways, do you want to talk about what we were talking about on air, or do you want to wait and talk about it a little
1: bit? Uh, We can go ahead while we're fired up about it. Okay, well, there was a a news blurb that came
0: up on my phone saying that Ron DeSantis has sent two plane loads of illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. And that was, of course, from Fox News, because why not? And then we got to talking about the the possibility of Ron DeSantis running for president or being the running mate for Trump. Either one is a very likely scenario at this point. And also mentioned that Lindsey Graham's anti-abortion proposal, the complete abortion ban that they're trying to propose, goes against everything the Republicans ever say with trying to give states their rights. It goes to giving federal jurisdiction on abortion laws, which is just a start. And we all know that.
1: Okay. And Um, i got something to say about that, about Lindsey Graham, that little asshole. Um, Let's play the what if game. Okay, what if it does pass, but it's got to have a Democrat vote to make it pass. And with it being democratically held in the Senate and in the House, it'll never go through. And plus, if it ever landed on Biden's desk, he would veto it immediately.
0: And let's be fair there are republicans against that bill yep not a lot but there are republicans against that bill but we are
1: that little swindling bastard needs to crawl back underneath his rock and shut his mouth i can't stand him
0: well we also discussed the the gas prices that everybody's faulting biden for and just because you told me tell everybody out there in podcast land what you found when you researched the gas prices when Obama left office?
1: The day Obama left office, which was January 20th, when he officially was gone, gas prices on an average was $2.15 per gallon on average in the United States. And everybody said, my gas prices were sky high under Obama. No, they weren't. He was handed... Everybody everybody seems to forget this. Whenever Bush handed him the reins of the economy, um, there was almost $5 a gallon gas. Uh, we were in midst uh, I mean, our economy was in a pot. Now, another thing I want to point out to you, whenever uh, Obama took over the economy, he had the... His, he had like a, it was called the recovery plan or something like that. So he had a recovery plan to come in and uh, save uh, all the automobile industry. He had this whole plan to bring the United States back. And then he did. Well, then, you know, eight years later, a Republican, which is not a true Republican, he's just an assholican. Took over those state, took over the reins of the of the United States. Instantly went in within a couple of days. Did tax cuts for for billionaires and millionaires, plummeted us into even more turmoil. And then, you know, he, his mishandling of the pandemic put us into another spiral, in which we had then Biden had to come back with Build Back Better plan. So he had to come in with a recovery plan. To recover the United States again. And he did. And what gets me is every time a Republican is in office, our ter- economy turns to shit. And there has to be the Democrat has to come in and clean up after them and put the company, put the whole um, country back to, back together again to get us going again. It takes a Democrat to do that, and Republicans cannot figure out what they're doing wrong and why are they doing everything wrong. If they would just let the Democrats just run the country, this whole country would be a whole lot better place. But no, they want tax cuts for the rich. They don't want health, universal health care. I mean, there is so much. They, they want to tell us what kind of books we can read? Did you know? Did you look up on the banned books? Have you looked those up? No, Harry Potter. Is well, part it's of demonic, the series.
0: You no, know? don't you remember the big uproar over it and all the witches that came from reading those books?
1: Because you oh know, my God.
0: What the hell, after Harry Potter books came out,
1: the Harry Potter series is part of the banned book series. What? Well, Did they even read one of the books?
0: But back, back to the gas prices, a couple of, of facts that you can look up and verify for yourselves. Don't trust me. Look it up. Price per barrel of oil was lower in 2022 than it was 5, 10, 15 years ago when gas prices were high. But gas prices were higher per gallon. Product oh, yeah. of oil was cheaper. Gas was more expensive. Okay. That's one thing. The The big argument is Biden closed the Keystone Pipeline and caused our gas prices to increase. Jesus the Christ. Keystone Pipeline provided us with maybe 5% of the total oil it sent through. But The, the oil poisoning the-, the rivers, the bodies of water, the land, getting people sick and we were getting five percent of the oil transferred through
1: and also that oil was not used for vehicle usage it was used for farm equipment it wasn't used for cars it's more or less a byproduct of oil that's going through there
0: and another fact people can look up And again, don't take my word for it. Feel free to look it up. Let me know if I'm wrong on this, but this is all research that I have found along the way. Trump helped broker a deal with OPEC to allow oil production to be decreased and prices to go up. Exactly. So if they can reduce the amount of oil they're producing so they can charge higher prices thanks to a deal brokered by trump how is it biden's fault that prices went up also something these idiots and i'm saying that flat out if you believe that biden is the reason that inflation has gone up so bad and the gas prices have gone up so bad you are flat out an idiot Because you're not paying attention to the rest of the world, and if Biden is the reason that it went up, how much power do you really think the President of the United States has to make it go up in France, and Britain, and Germany, and Russia, and China, and the Koreas, and everywhere else in the world where everything's going up?
1: (laughs) That reminds me. Um, I posted something several months back about gas prices being so high, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, this is a world event, not just the United States. Then I have this simpleton. I'm not going to mention names. She just got back from Italy. She put a picture up on my post. She said, well, gas prices in Italy is a $1.78 a gallon. And I, I Euros instead no, no 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 listen i said that's where you're wrong the rest of the world does liters not gallons that's a dollar 78 per liter and there's approximately five liters in one gallon and i said you do the math that's actually more expensive than the united states so they're like, and she didn't have nothing to say about that at that point.
0: Well, of I'm course, like, because why, why bother with pesky facts when you can just hate on Biden and be done with
1: it? It's right under five liters to make up a gallon. So, yeah, so you do the math. That's that's more expensive than the United States is right now. Well, it's People like, are so stupid. They're so stupid.
0: On Twitter the other day, there was a picture going around of the classified documents being loaded onto a private plane. And I don't know if it was from him leaving D.C., going to Mar-a-Lago, or if it was from... And I'm getting an echo again for some reason. Can you hear me now? Is it gone? I can hear you, but I'm, it's a real faint echo in there. So sorry to everybody out there I don't know what the issue is because Paul has checked his stuff. But, but the... The classified documents were being loaded on the plane. Like I said, I don't know if it was from D.C. to Mar-a-Lago, if he was going overseas, where he was going with the plane. It was just a picture, and they had the date for the picture, which was May, I believe. So it shouldn't have been going from D.C. to Mar-a-Lago, but nonetheless...
1: It was going from Mar-a-Lago to Bedminster.
0: Is that what it was?
1: Yeah. But,
0: but anyways... That picture's out there, and the the picture of the, the top secret documents on the floor at Maru lago that they took a picture of to show that they found them. But we don't care about that because we hate everybody else. So we're going to be okay with actual national secrets being left loose in an office where nobody's guarding but Hillary's emails, Hunter's laptop. We care about that. We don't care about the top secret documents
1: with national secrets in them. 18 file folders are empty that they have found. Now they're getting with the archives department to see exactly, do they know exactly what was inside those uh, file folders?
0: Oh, and on the same topic, before we move on to other things, you gotta gotta mention it that that billionaire my pillow guy got stopped outside of a Hardee's restaurant, a fast food, because you know billionaires eat fast food so often, and the FBI confiscated his phone.
1: I saw that. <laughs> yes, they did, didn't they? That's uh, just that as, ba- That uh, bastard. Oh, I swear to God, that's another guy I can't stand. But
0: but anyways, we again we could go on talking about this and again, people who think Trump was great don't want to see facts. They want to be blinded by the hate, and that's why Trump is so perfect for them, because he pushes the hate.
1: Did you see where um He did an emergency flight into D.C. to go to his golf course there in D.C., and all those cronies was there, and none of them had – they went to his uh, golf club there in Virginia, and did you see where everybody was there, Mark Meadows and everybody, and there was no golf clubs to be seen, and they were out there on the father's course, the golf course.
0: One golf club. The guy had a golf club over his shoulder –
1: and had like the sock on the end. There was one golf one, club. One, but I'm talking about Trump's golf people wasn't there. None of them.
0: They no bags, no caddies, no balls. Just one guy with one golf club over his shoulder.
1: And what got me, you know that they was out there going, okay, we really need to get our story straight. You Probably. know that's what they were doing.
0: Trying to be, be beyond
1: the ca- trying to be beyond the cameras and the microphones, but little did they know, there was some paparazzi there. They're always but watching.
0: What would also be great with the, the picture somebody had with, with that picture of them standing around with the one guy with the cough club, and then another picture of the FBI spent a day outside, and they had one of those things that got the sound from far away, like the yeah. tone gun thing. I don't know what it's called but we've all seen it in movies and stuff but I was like wouldn't it be great if the FBI actually was there doing that that would be fantastic
1: oh, that would be
0: but it's it's going to be a sad wake up call when these people finally realize how bad they were duped and they don't even realize they are in a cult and you can't call it anything else because they are so blinded by their hate that they think Trump is great, and he is the farthest thing from great that we have ever seen. The absolute, undeniable, worst president in the history of the United States who lost the popular vote twice.
1: And lost the House, lost the Senate, lost the...
0: Yeah. Oh, and just real quick, because it needs to be said, remember... They were going to end Obamacare and they were going to do all this stuff and eliminate things that the Democrats did. Two solid years, they controlled the House, the Senate, and the presidency. Obamacare is still there. Nothing changed. They didn't do one thing, didn't live up to any of those promises, but because they're not Hillary and they're not Obama and they're not Biden, and they're not a Democrat. Our hate doesn't see that our Republicans lied to us. Our hate only sees that the Democrats are in the House now.
1: Yeah. So,
0: but anyways, we will move on now. I got, I actually have some food news this week. Some things are returning, some things are claimed to be new, and they're not. But anyways, first up, this is from vegeconomist.com coffee mate launches plant-based creamers for first time in 50 year history it's plant-based almond and oat creamer french vanilla and caramel flavors two different flavors huh i thought they
1: already had that done like based on soy milk
0: this was published august 17th 2022 and it says, for the first time in 50 years, Nestle-owned brand Coffee Mate is launching plant-based creamers in the flavors French Vanilla and Caramel.
1: Well, see, I've been buying this soy-based one forever now. and I, Yeah, but that's, I, that's not Coffee Mate. It's a different company. Well, it's about time to get it board. You're not saying it's the
0: first time it's ever been done. It's the first time Coffee Mate's ever been
1: done. Yeah, well, it's about about time to get it done because, you know, those other companies have had soy-based versions out there forever.
0: Well, also, is Nestle still operating in Russia because they were one of the companies who did not pull out after the war? The completely unjust war, that is. Uh, Next up, this is one of the returning stories, allhallowsgeek.com. Hostess announces the return of fall-flavored snacks with all-new Creepy Caramel Ding Dongs. And I'm not going to read the article. I'm just going to go from what the pictures have. They have Hostess Cupcakes and Iced Pumpkin, Hostess Twinkies and Pumpkin Spice, Hostess Donuts and Caramel Crunch Mini Donuts, Hostess Scary Cakes with Scream Filling, Hostess Spooky Twinkies with Scream Filling, and Hostess Creepy Caramel Ding Dongs with Scream Filling. And the, the spooky ones are chocolate cake. Well, the ding-dongs aren't, but it's chocolate cake on the Twinkie, chocolate, shake, chocolate cake on the cupcake, and it looks like it's pumpkin-flavored cake on the others. The ice pumpkin, pumpkin spice, and donuts. And the ding-dongs are chocolate-covered and have an orangish cake with the caramel filling, so not exactly sure what the flavor of the cake is there but those are coming back chew boom tells us that wendy's is bringing back the pretzel bacon Ch- pub cheeseburger adding new french toast sticks and more in august which we already talked about the french toast sticks the big bacon cheddar burger will be retired to make way for the pretzel bacon pub duo upon their arrival uh, bacon pub fries consist of the brand's signature fries topped with applewood smoked bacon, shredded cheddar cheese, and warm beer cheese sauce. And the uh, it's the pretzel bacon pub homestyle chicken sandwich is the uh, the pairing of the pub burger, or the pub sandwiches. Pretzel bacon pub cheeseburger, pretzel bacon pub homestyle chicken sandwich, and those are supposed to be back at Wendy's as of August of this year. And then from Yahoo.com, an article from Eat This, Not That, four items McDonald's just added to the menu, and this is where they have been seeing that one's new and it's not. Number one, pumpkin and cream pie, which actually does not look very appetizing in the picture. Uh, number two is the one that has been at McDonald's in the past because mom used to get them all the time in the 80s and 90s, That's the cheese danish. It may be a new version of it. I don't remember that. It's been at McDonald's in the past. On this one it says the danish is actually a remixed fresh take on a treat that the chain first offered in the 1980s. Number three is the chicken Big Mac. Chicken patties instead of hamburger patties on the Big Mac. I don't think so. And number four is bagel sandwiches. McDonald's stopped carrying bagels during the pandemic, and all bagel sandwiches were dropped from the breakfast menu. But the chain is slowly ba- bringing back bagel-related items. Steak, egg and cheese bagel, bacon egg and cheese bagel, and sausage egg and cheese bagel are now available in Ohio, Virginia, and Philadelphia. So, are the new items in McDonald's
1: now. Hey, do you have a Krispy Kreme in Mount Morganton? No. Hmm. I you think there might Donut? be an outlet,
0: like a gas station, that carries Krispy Kreme because there used to be one that carried Duncan. Do
1: you have a Duncan in Morganton?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, it's across the street from Big Lots.
1: Well, every time I go to the Krispy Kreme there in Hickory, they're always sold out of of um, the pumpkin spice donuts. I don't get it. Yes, yeah. but they did yeah. tell me that those get trucked in and they don't make them in the store. They get made from somewhere else. I guess the the big place, either in Winston, where the corporate store corporate is, or it's in Charlotte, where that big one's at. That's the only thing I can think of.
0: Well, since you mentioned Krispy Kreme, that was my, actually my next article. And you don't have much time, because we're recording this on September 14th, and the page from Krispy Kreme says... Now through September 18th, we sure did. Sure, are here. They have a new churro donut. Ooh. and again, available now through September 18th. Four three days left now because you got 15, 16. Well, no, you still got because today is the 14th, you still got four days Maybe 15, I'll- 16, 17, and 18th.
1: Maybe I'll cruise through that one right there at work tomorrow and see if I can get one.
0: There are three flavors of the churdo, and they are three donuts together with icing on top. The pictures are on
1: here. Oh, no, 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 no. I saw those. That's correct. I saw them the other day that I was in there. They're like three tiny donuts joined together.
0: Yep. It's cinnamon sugar churdo is one flavor, cookies and cream churdo, and Dolce de leche churdo are the three options. So if you want them you better head to your Krispy Kreme soon because they will be gone. They are
1: $2.39 and a piece.
0: And from Krispy Kreme I've got a return that's a partnering with Dunkin Donuts. This is from hypebeast.com Harpoon Brewery and Duncan's Pumpkin Spiced Latte Ale is back with a few updates. And the, the side of the box, it says Harpoon Duncan Box O, and it's something crossed out. I can't make out what it is. And it has beer written over top of it. It's pumpkin, cold brew, coffee roll, and hazelnut are the four flavors and it says four styles, three of each. So I'm not a beer drinker, so I definitely won't be getting it, but I'm sure people out there will be. Yeah, I'm not a beer drinker either. Did,
1: did you have any other food things? Because that was all I had. Um, no, I don't have any food things.
0: Well, no. from that, it's, it's a terrible transition because we go from food to talking about cockroaches now, but it's actually a kind of a cool story. It's from DNA on msn.com. Scientists create rechargeable, remote controllable cyborg cockroaches for search and rescue missions.
1: Oh, I did see that. Oh, I did see that article.
0: An international team of researchers has engineered a system for creating remote controlled cyborg cockroaches equipped with a tiny wireless control module to help inspect hazardous areas or monitor the environment. According to a paper published in the journal NPJ Flexible Electronics, the module is powered by a rechargeable battery attached to a solar cell, which ensures the continuous flow of energy through the battery. Quote, the team experimented with Madagascar cockroaches, which are approximately six centimeters long. They attached the wireless leg control module and lithium polymer battery to the top of the insect on the, th- on the thorax using a specially designed backpack, which was modeled after the body of a model cockroach, said Lakinjiro Fukuda, and I apologize because I know I got that name wrong. He is the lead, or she, I'm really not sure, lead researcher at Riken Cluster for Pioneering Research. So basically... You've got these remote controlled cockroaches that can go where people can't and can see what people can't. So you think, just think of the absolute possibilities like a building collapse. You can now send a cockroach remote controlled in to search for survivors possible.
1: That's actually pretty cool.
0: I mean, it's the. The, there are no limitations to this because cockroaches can get in so many places that we can't. And like a building collapse, it's not safe to dig all the time. If you have the remote control cockroaches so you can see what's going on in there, you know if you can dig people out, you know if you're going to hurt them before you do it. So, I mean, there's
1: a lot of possibility here if they can do work work it out. And also espionage. Yeah. You've always heard that saying, I'd like to be a fly on the wall. Well, here you go. I'd like to be a cockroach on the wall. They could easily they could easily put one of those fly one of those cockroaches into any room undetected and no one would know it's there.
0: Leave it to Paul to take something that's being done for good and turn it to evil. Well it's espionage. They can easily use it for that. I know what you're saying, but it's the it's just I was rereading the headline when you were saying that it's, scientists create rechargeable, remote-controllable cyborg cockroaches for search and rescue missions.
1: For compromise and also espionage.
0: But it's like, wasn't what the hydrogen bomb created because of an attempt to do something good with that technology? If I'm not mistaken? I, it's, I don't know. A lot of things have been, we're, we're going for the good in it, but we end up using it for the bad, and everything, all kinds of technology gets manipulated that way, and so it's...
1: I mean, you would not be the only one to think that possibility. No, and I bet they've already used it. If the science... If they're already saying the technology's out there for it and they've already done it, I bet that sucker's already been out there two years already, and they're just now hearing about it.
0: And... And they
1: only tell us what they want us to know, Chris.
0: Yeah, but to an extent, because some things are not government-funded. So like if this... And I've closed the article, so I really don't know who actually funded it. And it obviously was either Chinese Japanese descent that was the lead researcher because of the name that they gave. But if... It's an independent contract and not government, then they can release the information they see fit at any time because it's their project. However, if it's a government project, top secret becomes an issue and many times necessary so you you will get some information and you won't get some information that,
1: well, and maybe I that's say, maybe oh, that maybe that's why we're hearing about this now because that was part of the documents that was um, top secret and now they're having to divulge it because it's out there now i, I don't know i'm just okay. being, being crazy
0: but but the next story there's there's some controversy here and i'm going to take both sides on it it's from the los angeles times on yahoo san francisco faces civil rights lawsuit over woman's arrest based on dna from her rape kit okay here's the issue She was raped. She was done a very bad disservice. Yeah. And no, she's not at a point where she needs to be punished, but by the same token, did she commit the crime the DNA found her to be guilty of, and shouldn't she be punished for that? I mean, it's it's one of those catch-22s. There's no right or wrong here, because she's a major victim like i cannot imagine being raped i cannot imagine the horror you feel but how afraid you are of everything you've been violated to no extent and i mean it's it's a terrible ordeal to go through and you have to live with that for the rest of your life yeah and that's something people don't think about especially with the case of abortion where if somebody gets raped they're every time they see that child could be a reminder of the horror they went through and the child is going to have a terrible upbringing. So I mean, there's so many things bad there, but by the same token, do you get a free pass on a crime that you commit?
1: Yeah. So
0: I don't know if, if San Francisco should be penalized on the civil rights lawsuit, But by the same token, the woman has gone through quite an ordeal. And it's one of those there's really no right answer here. Yeah. So but that's why I wanted to point it out. I was I wanted people to see both sides of that case because there is a major issue there and it's like both sides are right, but both sides are wrong. And there is no happy medium. And this one, I, I saw it on Ding a few days ago, and I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I had the article pulled up. It's from Reuters, Dream Job, The Japanese Man Who Gets Paid to Do Nothing.
1: Oh my God, I saw that article. I did not click on it to read it, and I thought, how in the world do you get this job?
0: The 38-year-old Tokyo resident charges 10,000 yen, approximately $71 an hour, accompany clients who and simply exist as a companion. Quote, basically, I rent myself out. My job is to be wherever my client wants me to be and and to do nothing in particular, Morimoto told Reuters, adding that he had handled some 4,000 sessions in the past four years.
1: Okay. We need to look that up real quick. So he basically goes with these people to dinner... Or sits around and watches TV with them and stuff. Kids,
0: 4,000 sessions. We're going to assume two hours, just a low-end number, because it's going to be an average, and some of them are going to be high, some of them are going to be low. So I'm going to do 8,000 and then multiply that by $71 an hour. That's $568,000 in four years. Now you divide that by the 4. That's $142,000 a year. I want that gig. How what? What? At at an average of 2 hours per session and $71 an hour. It comes out to $568,000 in the four years he's
1: done it, which averages out to $142,000 a year. So he just basically comes over and watches Netflix and chills. Pretty much. He's, he's not hired to do anything in particular other than be a companion. Or go to McDonald's with him to, yep. a, to, to get a burger and sit down and talk.
0: And And in some cases, this is great for people. Because they have a fear of going places, and maybe they can hire someone they can bring in who's safe and get used to being around somebody. But yeah. by the same token, if they're afraid to be around people, are they going to do that?
1: Well, the, you know, if they're afraid to be around being around people, all they got to do is say hire him, and you know, and thirty minutes into it, they don't like him. They're going to say, "Okay, bye. I don't need you anymore." Or are you creeping me out, or this is creeping me out, or something like that. So. I don't know about
0: that. I mean,
1: I would love to do that job.
0: But you also have issue of the, the client doesn't know who they're hiring, really. And you got a, a to get a clientele. You got to get a
1: clientele base. out. So.
0: And then how do you figure out if the person you're hired by is safe to be with? You know, it's 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 a great job on paper but there's other aspects to look at too
1: so yeah
0: wow do you have any other news articles you wanted to mention or
1: Mm, no not that i know of
0: i've got entertainment now and a few tidbits and i will get more into the D23 here in a little bit, I got an article about I'm not going to go through everything that they announced but we'll go through some things but one thing I want to mention right off the bat, we found out from D23 Expo Christian Slater is cast to be in Willow the Disney Plus TV series as a friend of Mad Mordigan
1: I like Christian Slater. I
0: love Christian
1: Slater I've watched
0: many things simply because he was in
1: it. And What's happened to him lately? It's like he kind of like disappeared. Well he was he was in King Cobra which was based on a gay
0: porn star and I can't remember what the gay porn star's name was but he, it's it's a, a really fascinating film if you watch it and I mean don't think it had James Franco, it had Christian Slater uh, a A Disney actor was the the star who played the porn star. It was a really good story to it. And it was based on fact. Alicia Silverstone played the porn star's mother. So there was was a cast there.
1: Alicia Silverstone. Wow, I haven't heard that name in a long time.
0: And he was on Bad Robot with um, Rami Malek, who, of course, won the Oscar for Bohemian Mercury. So, he has not been gone from the picture, but there was one show he did on NBC that I really enjoyed. Okay, are you still there? Yeah. Because all of a sudden it came up, disconnect and save. So, I don't know. But, but anyways, my own worst enemy, as I was saying... Was, and again, lots of technical difficulties. What a fun show we're having. <laughs> my to me was Christian Slater, Alfred Woodard, and the son of Christian Slater in the show was Taylor Lautner of Twilight fame before Twilight. Taylor was, Lautner.
1: Oh, you know, before
0: Twilight, it. okay. So, but I mean, there's great films from the 80s and 90s that Christian Slater was in. Pump Up the Volume comes to mind. Mobsters comes to mind. Puffs, I enjoyed a lot. I never did watch Robin Hood: Prince of Thieves, even though uh, Christian Slater was in it. Um, Gleaming the Cube.
1: I remember him being in like action movies.
0: Uh, hard Rain, I think, would have been an action film. He's done some action. He did a lot of comedy and a lot of teen drama. And maybe then, it was
1: Hard Rain that I was thinking about. That yeah, was so good. Did you ever watch Heather's? No. Oh, you've got to watch Heather's sometime. It's fantastic.
0: Just just for the German Ich Luger bullets and the, the line in the funeral. Oh, my dead gay son. Fantastic film. Absolutely fantastic. I love it. But there's been a report coming out moving on that Netflix may be changing its series release schedule. It is reported that they are looking at weekly releases instead of a complete season drop.
1: So, kind of like, um, like kinda everybody like, uh, else, kind of like Disney's doing, kind like, you yeah. know. well, HBO Max and before that,
0: DC Universe did a weekly drop, and network television, of course, is weekly. Hulu is now weekly, I think, on everything most of their stuff. Because Only Murders in the Building is definitely a weekly series when it's on. Um, the FX on Hulu shows. I don't know if they still show them on FX, like American Crime, American Horror Stories was just on. It was released weekly on Hulu, Um, but basically everybody releases on weekly. Paramount Plus does a weekly drop, and some of them like HBO Max. The first week is three episodes, and then weekly. Sometimes Disney Plus does a three episode drop, and then weekly. And like She Hulk has been one episode a week, so people will get mad at Netflix if they go weekly, but it's going to be the same as everybody else. Thank you, right. And you know, I mentioned Transformers Earth Spark was coming to Paramount Plus. They have now announced. The 10 episode premiere to go against everything I just said. They'll be dropping 10 episodes on November 11. That I, it, I don't, okay, well. So if you want to watch Transformers Earth Spark, November 11th on Paramount
1: Plus, we might have to watch the first episode and see what that's about.
0: But now for a little bit more in depth. Do you know who George Wallace is? Comedian George Wallace. Yeah. I absolutely love the man. I think he is hilarious. I follow him on Twitter, and he always does the five best blanks in the world and then gives all kinds of nonsense all the time. But it's they're always – I find them humorous. And, well, he on Twitter – announced that he is going to be in a new show and that was one survey he did a few days before he announced the show was there's a possibility of me being in a new show will you watch it or will you not and the poll was literally i will watch that shit or i will not watch that shit (laughs) i will watch that shit vastly one but this is from deadline Laverne Cox and George Wallace comedy "Clean Slate," produced by Norman Lear, gets Amazon freebie series order. Not just a pilot,
1: series order. And Laverne Cox sounds familiar. Who is that transgender actress? I guess is what you would call her. Oh, okay. But it says "Clean
0: She's Slate" saying, uh,
1: "Orange is New Black," right?
0: I think so. I'm not up on what all she's been in.
1: Okay.
0: I think she just had a Barbie out this year based on her, if I'm not mistaken. But Clean Slate follows Henry, played by George Wallace, an old school and outspoken car wash owner who is thrilled his estranged child is finally returning home to Alabama after 17 years. However... Henry has a lot of soul searching to do when the child he thought was a son returns as a determined, proud, trans woman, Desiree, played by Laverne Cox. And I can see this having a lot of controversial elements in it. But what else would you expect from the guy who brought us all in the family and the Jeffersons? Yeah. So I am very much looking forward to this. I'm glad that it's on Amazon freebie because so many people will be able to have access to it and hopefully will watch it. But I love George Wallace. I want to see him succeed and I will be watching this show. So it says it's uh, Cox and Wallace wrote the story with Dan Ewan, who penned the feature film Playing With Fire. Ewan, who wrote the pilot script, executive producers with Cox and Act 3's Lear and Brent Miller. Wallace and Paul Halepo are producers. So, hopefully it is another strike of gold for uh, uh, Norman Lear. Damon just completely slipped my mind as I closed this thing. But I mean, he's had some good ones. Good Times, Jefferson's, Facts of Life, so many good shows that he
1: did. And that was way back in the late 70s and 80s. That's wild. Yeah. Well, Facts of Life ran for the majority of the 80s. I think it went off in
0: 1988. Yeah. So, And I still love Facts of Life. And my favorite episode is one of the later seasons. It's an episode called Seven Little Indians, where each one of them is getting killed as it goes along. George Clooney was in the episode. And he, on Facts of Life, he played George. And he had a, a, it was raining, and he had on a yellow raincoat. And at one point, he ended up holding a balloon that was red. Uh Uh-oh. What does that tell you? George in a yellow raincoat, red balloon. It Exactly. And I'm wondering how many people have watched that and didn't get the connection at all. Because we all float down here, Georgie. Yeah, Georgie. Yeah. Anyways. uh, Moving on. Variety reporting. Superman and Lois. Michael Bishop cast as Jonathan Kent after Jordan Elsass' departure. And he is facially pretty close to Jordan Elsass. And I I do wish Jordan Elsass a complete and speedy recovery with his mental issues because he did step away from the show for his mental health. Don't know exactly what it entailed, but no one should blame him because he's actually doing the right thing for himself, and the show can still go on. And it's not unheard of, and I've said the same thing. They need to do this with Ezra Miller on The Flash,
1: put it in The Flash movie, and then recasting.
0: We need to move um- away from Ezra
1: Miller. If I'm not mistaken, uh, there's a movie coming up, and I saw on um, uh, Snapchat news that both Michael Keaton and um, Ben Affleck is both going to be playing Batman in the same show. That was The Flash. Yeah, The Flash. Both of them at the same time. Yes. How? Because it's already been done in DC Comics
0: multiple universes and and flashpoint and spoilers for anybody who does not want to know but flashpoint is a very popular story that many people have read there's an animated film available for it but if you don't want to hear it fast forward flashpoint flash goes back in time and saves his mother's life Therefore, he never becomes the Flash. When he does that, he does a ripple effect through the timeline. And no longer do Martha and Thomas Wayne get killed. Bruce Wayne gets killed in the alley, their son, who does not oh. grow up. In the alley. Because of that, Martha goes crazy and becomes the Joker. And Thomas becomes a vengeful Batman who does kill. Wow. Okay. I mean, it's a really good story, and the animated movie is very good. But there's that, and then, like, the Crisis on Infinite Earth, they bring all the earths into one but there's multiple earths with multiple different heroes they've recreated multiple earths after that so I mean there are there is legitimacy in having two different people play Batman and they can have more people if they really chose to hmm. like Val Kilmer, George Clooney well,
1: Adam what they, will do, right? they can all come back and make it legitimate so, I don't see Val Kilmer coming back to do that, though. I don't
0: either, because, I mean, it's nothing against him and nothing against his situation, but
1: him it, and it would has changed him so much, he can no longer be Bruce Wayne. And it would be very difficult for him to do that.
0: It's, it would be a lot of CGI and the AI that they used in Top Gun, they would have to overdue in in him on and again i hate that because i love val kilmer but i hated it for bobby the brain heenan too who could no longer talk because of all of the the surgeries after throat cancer
1: yeah
0: i mean bobby heenan ended up with no jaw and i don't know if val kilmer's there yet but i it's it's really sad to see them like that and I'd love to see Val Kilmer 100% and able to perform in films still. Yeah. Let me tell you, At First Sight is a fantastic film. If you have never seen that, I very much recommend it, too. It's where he played a blind man who gets his sight back. And, of course, Real Genius was great. Um,
1: So he was a country song. What? He was a country song. Whenever you play it, you know what happens when you play a country song backwards? Yeah, your
0: dog comes back to life, your wife yeah, comes
1: you, your back. Dog get, your dog comes back, your wife comes back, your best friend comes back, you get your job back. He...
0: <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with anything here.
1: Well, you said something about he gets it back, and I was like, oh, he got his... Never mind. So,
0: Anyways, moving on because Paul's weird. <laughs> hey. The the D twenty three expo was this weekend and there was a lot of stuff come out of it. There was Indiana Jones Five talk. There was a lot of trailers. Um this is from deadline on MSN.com. It's just listing what was announced live action film, theatrical, Marvel. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, the crowd saw new footage, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, the crowd thrilled the footage from the MCU sequel, Captain America New World Order, Shira Haas and Tim Blake Nelson have joined the cast of the sequel starring Anthony Mackie coming May 3rd, 2024, Fantastic Four was confirmed by Kevin Feige and the director was confirmed, Matt Shackman, November twenty-four. Thunderbolts due July 26, 2024. Lucasfilm, Indiana Jones 5, a trailer was shown to the crowd for the fifth installment. Willow, a new trailer for the reimagining of the 1988 fantasy classic was shown. Besides Christian Slater, Warwick Davis is returning as Willow. Joanne Wally will be in it. Ruby Cruz, Aaron Kellyman, Kelly Bamber, Dempsey Brick, Amar Tata Patel, and Tony Revelory, 20th Century, Avatar the Way of Water, Disney Live Action, Mufasa the Lion King, and again, don't do a a prequel or a sequel if you can't do it justice. And James Earl Jones is not Mufasa. So moving on. The Little Mermaid new teaser trailer was unveiled. And of course, people went crazy because she's black. It's, controversy god almighty what does it matter I mean I can see some characters you would get upset like I would get upset and I'm white but I would get upset if the Black Panther was played by a white guy I yeah. can see that certain characters yes The Little Mermaid was a story by the was it Hans Christian Andersen or the, the brothers Grimm or something it was a fairy tale there was no color mentioned in
1: it. No, and she's a mermaid that doesn't exist. So that, that reminds me, I watched a TikTok today about a is a black a black woman talking about the hate, and it showed the 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 the, the, the new mermaid behind her, and she's beautiful, and it showed the lady who's singing the part for the new voice for the mermaid angelic by the way i think she sounds better than the original that's how good she sounds but she said i want to show you something that's the most disturbing thing i've seen she said about all the hate that you know that's, that disney's getting with the black mermaid she said this is an actual facebook group and it said christians against the black mermaid in disney it was an actual facebook group called chris and it had uh, and it started showing memes from the group and they were just like downright racist and all the things that they were saying about it's like um the mermaid's a, a slave now uh all these other horrible things it's, and it showed like a picture of the mermaid in shackles and I'm like this well, came from a Christian group well on first Facebook
0: off, it's so-called christian it's not Christians because a true Christian does not hold judgment over anybody. They hold themselves to account, but they don't hold others to account. They may not agree with others, but they don't fault them. That is a true Christian. Second off, Christians need to remember, especially the so-called Christians, their Messiah was not right. What the, no. their Messiah, who their whole
1: religion is named after, she even things like this. She said. And y'all didn't get upset when the Bible, whenever your Bible changed him to white? And he said, and he wasn't white? Nope. I said, no. There's not one person over there that's white. They're all brown.
0: One thing I do want to say for this, I was thinking, and what I had seen in the past was, Willow was supposed to be a new Disney Plus series, but according to this article, it's a theatrical release. Oh. So because I, I, I happened to think about that while I was reading off this.
1: And I also but, saw on Snapchat News where they um, said one of the characters that was going to be in Fantastic Four, they've already announced him, who's going to be in the movie. I forget his name, but anyway, they they anyway they were talking uh, about the Fantastic Four.
0: Other things that were mentioned, this one's from Disney+, Plus I'm going to go in reverse order. Peter Pan and Wendy will be released on Disney Plus in 2023. Don't know if we really need it. I didn't watch the trailer, so I don't know what it looks like, but I don't even know if there was a trailer. I know there was a poster unveiled. Disenchanted, the sequel to Enchanted that was, what, 10, 15 years ago? Enchanted was a very good movie. Anybody who hadn't seen it, I highly suggest it as well. Yeah, But this one looks really good, too. And of course, Paul will be making us watch it, and the trailer, I will say, looks extremely good, and I will also say that of the three, Bette Midler has aged the best. She looks and, fantastic. And nothing against her, but it's been,
1: what, 30 years since the original? It's been uh, 34 yeah. years? No. 34 years? It was in the 90s, so it couldn't have been more than 30. 20, 20, anyway, it's been a long time.
0: 30 years would have been 92. I'm thinking 94, 95, maybe. Maybe 97.
1: It's so it'd be twenty-five. I think it was 1993 that Pocus Pocus has come out. But the one who has aged the worst, in my opinion, is Sarah
0: Jessica Parker. And it's probably because she was the youngest... So she didn't have the age, of, and Kathy and Jimmy has lost weight and looks great. Yeah. So. But.
1: but that but that preview, the actual trailer that dropped, it looks fantastic. The special effects and all that. Oh, I love it.
0: And for those who are living under a rock, we're talking about Hocus Pocus Two, by the way, because I never did say the title. But if you I'm don't know the up. three people we mentioned.
1: On that 29th, midnight, as soon as it's stroke of midnight and it comes out, I'm watching it.
0: It doesn't release at midnight. I hate to tell
1: when does, you. When does it release?
0: Like 6 a.m. or something like that.
1: I'll be watching at 6 a.m. But I will go to work late. Set your clock to get up because
0: I, I, I believe their release has hit about 6 a.m. Some of them have done 3 a.m., but I think 6 a.m. Okay. And you could probably look it up to
1: find out for sure. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, that's probably going to be one of the most streamed movies on on Disney Plus,
0: probably
1: the very long time. It's not ever because I mean
0: it's there's a lot of hype for it. It's and huge. It's
1: going to be huge.
0: Yeah. And families can watch it, so I mean, with family friendly, yeah. It's, it's a movie, it's not a series, so you only have to watch one. I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons why this could be extremely successful and will be. I,
1: I don't understand why they don't put it on the big screen, because I think it would do gangbusters on the big screen. In fact, I would love to see it on the big screen.
0: Well, it's always possible, because Disney is releasing films again to, like, AMC, and rerunning them so who knows yeah but on the animated side theatrical elemental from pixar is due june 16th elio elio from pixar spring 2024 inside out 2 was confirmed summer 2024 strange world disney animation opens november 23rd and i guess it's this year because it doesn't give a, a year Wish from Disney Animation Studios is fall 2023. From Marvel, Iron Ironheart, Ironheart, premiere date to be determined. Secret Invasion premieres in 2023. Armor Wars premiere date is to be determined. Loki season two to be determined. Echo from the Hawkeye series to, to be determined. Daredevil Born Again production will begin in 2023, air date to be determined. And we will be pre-reviewing Werewolf by Night, the Marvel special, which I think I sent you the trailer. I don't know if you watched it, but the trailer kinds of joy because it's it's done like a universal monster film from the 50s, and the the special presentation that came up at the beginning was like the 70s when they would do the special presentations. And so I'm really looking forward to it. And it's Marvel's first foray from MCU Studios into horror. So that's October seventh. What about
1: so, that what about that Wolf movie that's already out from Marvel?
0: There is no Wolf movie already out from Marvel.
1: Uh or no Dracula one.
0: Not from Marvel.
1: More more
0: it was not MCU. It was New Line Cinemas did Blade. No, which no, was a no, no. Morphe. Mor- 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 mm-hmm. had Sony Pictures.
1: I could have swore it had Marvel badge on it.
0: But it's Sony Pictures. It's not Marvel's. It's not the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And let's say um. Brainy D. This is the first thing Marvel Studios is doing horror-wise. I could have swore that was a Marvel movie. It's a Marvel film, yes. But it's not Marvel Studios. It's Sony Studios. Like, Spider-Man is a Marvel film, but it's Sony Studios. Have you watched it?
1: Yes. I was not overly thrilled. I haven't watched it yet. It's not terrible. It's not great. I think I might watch it this weekend.
0: From Lucasfilm, we got the final trailer for Andor, which is premiering September 21st, a week from today. The Mandalorian, trailer for Season 3. Star Wars The Bad Batch, Season 2 trailer to premiere instead of September 28th, will now premiere January 4th. Tales of the Jedi, and October 26th premiere date was announced. Disney Plus, American Born Chinese, to be released in 2023. Big Shot, October 12th. Iwazoo. A long, an original long-form series created in collaboration with Pan-African comic book entertainment company Kugali will stream in 2023 and I know nothing about that one so we'll have to look it up. The Muppets Mayhem, of course, the Mayhem the Electric Mayhem Band, Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, it's a series for them, coming in 2023 National Treasure Edge of History, December 14th I didn't care to watch the movies I won't
1: watch the series. Hey, is that going to be, who's who's going to be in that? It's new cast. Oh the, fuck!
0: I'm yeah, serious.
1: Reddit, it's there's room for Nicolas
0: Cage to come in, but he is not in it.
1: Well, it ain't National it, Treasure it, it's story, but yeah. it's
0: it, it's going to continue from that story. But it's a new cast.
1: Yeah, it's got to have the it's got to have the original cast members in. It. I'm sorry. Also coming to Disney Plus, Prom Pact,
0: a new movie from Disney branded television. The Proud Family Louder and the season two in February. The Santa Clauses debuts on November 16th. I also will not be watching that. Never been a fan of Tim Allen. Will not watch the Santa Claus. Will not watch any of the sequels. Will not watch the series.
1: So this is a new Santa Claus series with Tim Allen? Yes. I'll watch it. I'll, I won't. The, the Santa Claus movies were cute.
0: I mean, you can watch it and review it on the show. I will not be watching it because I'm already going to hate it because I hate Tim Allen. I, I know, all he's
1: a Trump supporter, blah, blah, blah. But I like oh, no,
0: it's, movies. I've never found him funny because, I mean, his comedy always went, to, ah, rah, rah, rah. It just, it was not funny. It was stupid. Have you not tried to watch The Santa Claus? Nope, because I can't stand Tim Allen. I didn't like his stand-up. I didn't like him in interviews. I didn't like Home Improvement. Okay. I've watched him. I don't like him. also on the tv side win or lose pixar's first ever long-form series will forte is joining voice cast to premiere on disney plus in fall 2023 zootopia plus new trailer shown for short form series launches on november 9th unscripted holiday specials best in snow hosted by titus burgess no premiere date pentatonix around the world for the holidays no premiere date the hip hop Nutcracker rev run of Run DMC brings us along for a hip hop reimagining of the Nutcracker ballet set in New York City. No premiere date. Disney Channel, Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur first travel first trailer unveiled for the Disney Television Animation series debuts February tenth and later on Disney Plus. Under Wraps Two sequel from Disney branded television September twenty fifth streams on Disney Plus on September thirtieth. Disney Junior. Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures will premiere in 2023. So
1: those are the big announcements from D23. And Hey, did they mention I know you mentioned um, and which they've been filming Indiana Jones now, it feels like for two and a half years. Are they ever going to come out with it? Did they ever give a release date? I don't know if they gave a release date. They did release the trailer. So I could go to YouTube and look at this.
0: Yes, I don't know if it's been downloaded,
1: but it okay, was. Okay, you're going to lose I'm- me for a second. I'm going to go over to YouTube. I'm going to use me lose me just I'm for a second. Can
0: I can look it up. I'm looking to see if they've got a date down yet. June thirtieth, twenty twenty-three, and Indiana Jones
1: trailer is available because it's right here. Two minutes and fifty-four seconds. Ooh, I'm so doing that as soon as we go off the air. I'm going to go watch it. Oh, it is available online now. I figured it was because most of the
0: stuff that they showed there was already released. But did you have any other entertainment you want to talk about? Because I've got our In memorial next.
1: Um, no. Okay, well, with that, and we're running a little bit
0: long, so I'm going to keep it kind of short here. First up from Deadline, Jack Ging dies after Admanix, and the A-Team was 90. Uh, Ging was best known as General Harlan Bull Fulbright on NBC's The A-Team and was a recurring character as Lieutenant Dan Ives in the detective show Mannix in the 1960s. He was also known for a supporting role in the final season of Tales of Wells Fargo starring Dale Robertson. Next up from Deadline as well, David A. Arnold dies. Uh, Netflix comedian and That Girl Lele creator was 54. And I don't think it has a cause of death here. It says Arnold started out as a stand-up comic performing at the Montreal Comedy Festival and on Jamie Foxx's Laughapalooza a palooza on Comedy Central, among other projects. He wrote for several comedy series, including Meet the Browns, which was a really good show, by the way. The Ricky Smiley Show, Raising Whitley, and Tyler Perry's House of Pain, which the beginning seasons were really good. So a lot of talent there that we have lost. Did you ever watch Meet the Browns or House of Pain?
1: Uh, One of them I did. The thing is Meet the Browns.
0: That was the one with Mr. Brown, the bald guy with the goatee. But I enjoyed both House of Pain and Meet the Browns. I went back because I hadn't watched House of Pain in several years. Went back and watched one not too long ago and it's just not the same.
1: Yeah.
0: the, the dumb son's not as dumb. He's just doing stupid things, and it's it was it was like a completely different show. Um, next up from Entertainment Weekly, Jesse Powell, '90s R and B singer, dies at 51. The Grammy nominated musician, known for his "You," died in his Los Angeles home, and it says that he wrote for. Trina and Tamara, his sisters. And they issued a statement. Tamara Powell said, it is with a heavy heart that we announce the passing of our beloved... Oh, it's to their son, not their brother. Well, no, it says our beloved son, brother, and uncle, Jesse Powell. I guess they were for everybody, but it was his sisters. He passed away peacefully in his Los Angeles home. The family asks for privacy at this time as we mourn this tremendous loss and celebrate his everlasting legacy Jesse loved music, and he especially loved his fans who supported him throughout his career. We want you all to know that you meant the world to him, the Powell family. And that was Instagram, I believe. Also, from The Hollywood Reporter, Gary Nelson, director of Freaky Friday, The Black Hole, and Get Smart, dies at 87. He also worked on the miniseries Washington Behind Closed Doors and on the Andy Griffith Show, Gilligan's Island, Early Edition, among many other series. It would be the original Disney versions of Freaky Friday and the Black Hole. It was Natural Causes in Las Vegas on May 25th. So this is long time getting out, because the article is from September 9th, and it says he died of natural causes May 25th in Las Vegas.
1: Maybe it's kind of like that. Remember that one star that died the year before and then the publicists agreed to wait one year until after their death? There's there's several of them.
0: Vera from Alice. I think she was dead about a year before they announced her death. Yeah. It was... Some of it was out of respect for privacy for the artist. Some of it's because the family wants to grieve on their own, and it's perfectly understandable. I mean, we as fans think we have the right to know everything that goes on in their lives, and we don't. They have a right to privacy, too, even though they're in the spotlight. True. And finally, best-selling horror writer Peter Straub has died. This is from NPR. NPR. Peter Straub, author of horror, mystery, and supernatural novels and short stories, has died at age 79. His daughter, novelist Emma Straub, announced his death on Instagram. Straub's books include Ghost Story, The Hellfire Club, Black House, and in collaboration with Stephen King, The Talisman. So so keep those people in mind. Keep their families in your thoughts. And Hope they get through the grieving process pretty quickly and easily because it's never easy. Yeah. And with that, we are done with part one. We will be back. We reviewed Disney Plus's Pinocchio starring Tom Hanks and Thor Love and Thunder, which just premiered on Disney Plus. Stay tuned, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. First up, as I go for the top ten films of the weekend.
1: And Paul's making all kinds of noise. Sorry, I'm trying to get this situated so I can keep an eye on the face of this so it won't die.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of feedback too. Is everything turned down or?
1: Everything's turned down on my end, so I don't know what's going on.
0: It's and it's as soon as I say something, it stops. So. Who knows? But sorry again to everybody out there for all the technical difficulties that we don't know where they're coming from, but there you are. But anyways, the top 10 films as Box Office Mojo has ranked, number 10, down from 3 to 10, Spider-Man No Way Home re-released with over one and a quarter million in its second week for over eight and a half million. Down from seven to nine, Minions The Rise of Gru, one and three quarter million in its 11th week. Almost $362.5 million. Down from six to eight is Beast. $1.8 million in its fourth weekend for over $29.3 million total. Debuting at number seven is Life Mark, which I do not recognize that name at all. Just over $2 million in its opening. Down from four to six, DC's League of Super Pets. Over $2.5 million in its seventh week. Eighty-five million two hundred forty-two thousand three hundred thirty-six total. Holding at five is the invitation, which this is one I might watch, but the previews really didn't do anything for me. I don't know if you saw any of the previews, mm-hmm. but it really didn't like there. It didn't tell me anything about the movie, and I don't know if I want to see it or not. But it made over two and a half million. Had the devil's number in there, which is kind of for a horror film. Third weekend, almost nineteen million dollars. Dropping from number one to number four, couldn't hold on for a second week. Top gun maverick, just over three million in its sixteenth weekend, seven hundred five million six hundred thirty seven thousand five hundred seventy-one dollars, down from two to three, bullet train with just over three million in its sixth weekend, ninety-two point six million dollars. Debuting at number two, Ramastra Part One, Shiva. Have no uh, clue. I awesome. never heard of it. So it's a Disney film. Over four and a half million in its opening, and debuting at number one. I have heard of Barbarian. Ten and a half million dollars in its opening.
1: I'm actually surprised by that. So I'm really surprised
0: that Bullet Train didn't do better than it did because the preview looked really good. It did. It does look good. And in six weeks, it hasn't hit 100 million. I really expected it to do and better. I'm,
1: I'm surprised that Top Gun is at the number one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Barbarian actually had some push behind it. And interestingly enough, Top Gun Maverick is on 3,005 theaters, whereas Barbarian, the number one film, 2,340 theaters. Oh, wow just under 700 theaters less for barbarian and they hit number one and top gun Tell* to number four so anyways that brings us to our reviews first up i told paul i was going to do a quick review of the emmys they were on this past monday night and paul unlike me hates award shows i love the award shows Boo. the emmys show this year was actually pretty good overall there were some things that i really don't like and it's First, I'm going to talk about the in-memoriam because that, to me, is the most important, the best moment of the night. And it's what I watch the awards for every year, to pay tribute to those we lost. And all the award shows have started doing the same thing, and I hate it. They have somebody performing during the in-memoriam. It takes the focus off of those that we lost and puts it on the performer. And that's not the way that's supposed to be. That is a moment to reflect on the lives of those that we loved and lost. And on one of the shots, because they had like five or six screens set up and it was John Legend performing. They had it on John Legend, but the way it was, you had to look at two different screens behind him to
1: see the name of the person that was up there. And that should never happen. No. It should be like a... It should be like a rolling thing with their picture or something. and Like it used to be, the way I
0: always loved it was an instrumental piece and pictures with their names on the screen. And they would show clips of performances on some of them. And, you know, there's always going to be those that were more loved than others. And they started out the In Memoriam with Betty White. And, I mean, who's more loved than Betty White? Yeah. So, you know, she got front and center, but Peter Scolari was on there, and it had Betty White talking. It was, I think it was when she won an honorary Emmy or something. Now, and she did,
1: was how fortunate she had been to be the career she's had. She died at the very beginning of the year, right after the turn of the year, didn't she? December 31st. Oh, I, I was thinking she died like at January 3rd or something.
0: No, because I've I think we were in Ash... I know we were in Asheville when you sent me the text message, and I'm pretty sure that was New Year's Eve.
1: Okay, okay. I knew it was somewhere through there. Yeah. know <laughs> well, is- oh, what I was thinking of was January 10th was going to be that uh, show, but her birthday thing was January 10th. And she died it before I
0: think it was the 14th.
1: 14th, yeah. And she died before it, before it could even happen. So... Yeah.
0: Yeah, she was just a few weeks from 100.
1: Yeah,
0: and it would have been great to see her get there. It would be great to have her still with us for the next hundred years.
1: Life doesn't work that way. Hey, if it's anything like that cockroach, maybe they can make one.
0: I don't want a clone. I want her. Well, I mean, plain and simple, and and but that's like I said, that's something that all the award shows are doing, and it's not whether i like the artist performing or not it's not supposed to be a focus on them if you're going to have them perform maybe introduce them and then go to the pictures only don't show the artist while they're performing yeah i mean it's it is a time to reflect on the people we loved and lost and i hate that on every award show that's what they're doing and i understand they're trying to keep ratings up but that's one of your well, most
1: important moments of the night. Put it this, this they should have got they could have gotten Mariah Carey to sing hero during that part. Oh, and they probably will
0: at some point try and get Mariah Carey out there.
1: I mean, they've had Sarah McLaughlin perform it
0: one. I love Sarah McLaughlin. I did not want to see her during the tribute. I wanted to see those we lost. Yeah. Cause I mean it people can call me crazy, call me pathetic, whatever, but Every time I watch them, I always tear up seeing the people we've lost. I mean, it's a moment to reflect on them, and that's what it's supposed to be. And having the artist front and center all the time takes away from that. So, I really hate that, and I really hope they change, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen, because everybody's going that way. But another major issue I had was they'd start playing off some people while others had unlimited time. Very first acceptance speech of the night, Michael Keaton, and I'm spoiling it for anybody who hasn't watched it yet, but Michael Keaton won the first award, talked for quite a while, got censored because he dropped the F-bomb apparently, as I saw that recorded. I mean, when I watched it, I couldn't tell what he said. They had censored so much, but he talked and talked and talked. Jennifer Coolidge won for White Lotus, and I'm really enjoying what she's saying, because she's talking about having a lavender bath and she's now too full for her dress and can't fit in it, so she can't talk. And I mean, she's just going on and just a wonderful time listening to her. They start playing music. She's like, No, I've got so much more to say. Give me more time. And 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 she just starts and then they start playing really fast music to get her up. So she starts dancing. She's like, okay, and starts dancing. It was the greatest acceptance speech of the night and they cut her off. Ah, oh. And then later, there was...
1: Was this the um, same award show where Will Smith smacked?
0: No. That was oh. Oscars. Okay. The Oscars were earlier this year, and I watch the Oscars every year, too, if I can. But this Oscars are film, Emmys are television. And um, the, the one, I think it was writer for Abbott Elementary. She came up and accepted. I think it's Quinta Black, was her name. And she had just a little bit of time to speak right after her. And yes, it was a historic moment because it was the first non English series that's ever won an Emmy. The actor from it won, and he seemed to get unlimited time to talk. No music play anymore. It's like either give everybody the same amount of time
1: or don't play anybody else. Like say you've got one minute. Do it. Yep. you got one minute. you got one minute.
0: But I mean, it's, it looks bad. And I'm not saying it was because it was a racist thing, but Michael Keaton was white. Quinta Black was black. And then the one from Squid Game was Korean. I believe he's Korean. He was in a Korean show. And so you're looking like, okay, you let the white guy talk for as long as he could. The black woman got cut off, which the white woman got cut off too, Jennifer Coolidge. And then the Korean guy gets to talk for as long as he wants. So, I mean, it doesn't give you any kind of substance or clarity. And I know some awards are bigger than others because some are the main actor, some are supporting actor, but everybody should have the same amount of time. They won an award for their category. Because let's face it, Sally Field has been a supporting actress and she's been a lead actress.
1: Yeah. Does
0: she not deserve the same amount of time for each? Because she is one of the greatest actors of all time in my book.
1: Yeah.
0: So, but on the flip side, you had on Peacock, which is where I watched it because I had to work Monday night when it aired live, I watched it on Peacock. Not one commercial in the entire show that wasn't part of the show. It really surprised me. That's weird. Because Peacock does run ads unless you get the the tier where it's ad-free, and I don't pay for that one. I pay for the one with ads. And... Not one commercial aired during it. There The thing I don't understand is why towards the end there was the generic we'll be right back and that lasted for like three minutes. So I was fast forwarding through that after I sat there for a little bit waiting for it to go off. And then after the show it was a thank you for watching for a couple minutes. So those I didn't quite understand. But the show itself you get like little pieces, like they'd stopped recording at the wrong time or they started recording early. So you'd get little pieces of commercial here and there, but the show ran without ads and it didn't break for ads watching it. So I wow. enjoyed that. But overall it was a really good show. I really enjoyed it. And like I said, I know not everybody's into the award shows, but I am, and I've always loved them. And it was a really good one. Boo. But with that, we will move on. I think we'll talk Pinocchio first. It was Disney Plus Day. We had a bunch of new releases on Disney. They released the Pinocchio with Tom Hanks, and they released Thor, Love, and Thunder for the first time since it was in theaters. Um, The other guys, uh, Common Sense Media gives it three out of five. IMDb with over 15,000 votes, 5.1 out of 10, and on Rotten Tomatoes, with 137 reviews the tomato meter is at 28 percent and over a thousand ratings on the audience score 34 percent oh what what did you think about this if you want to tell what it was about i think everybody well, knows
1: i gotta talk about this for a second because whenever i went to go search for in the apple TV, because when you got apple tv you can type in Pinocchio and it'll bring up every Pinocchio it's ever been made under God's green earth. And you can click from any one of them to watch. So I wasn't sure which one to start watching. So I saw the 2019 Pinocchio. I was like, okay, well maybe this is the one he wants me to watch. So click on it and I start watching and everything is in Italian. And there's like, uh, it's live action as well. This one is. And it's in Italian and it shows a little wood boy being made. So I'm pretty good far into the movie at this point, and everything is in subtitles. And I thought, this is it? Is it? Is this Because it, it seemed kind of dark, you know. And I thought, and I texted you, and I said, "Which Pinocchio again?" And you're like, you know, the anyways. Oh, thanks yeah, the, the, and then I went back into it to search for it again, and then I found another, it just said Pinocchio, it doesn't, didn't give, what year is it released because it just, at least all these Pinocchios and Apple TV to choose from, but I saw the one that said 2019, but in my defense, there was no year on the one that just got released on the Disney+, Plus when you, until you clicked on it, that's when I saw the year release, now it a bitch, this is the one I should have been watching. <laughs> I was like, damn, I've lost like 40 minutes of my life and I won't get it back. <laughs> so I had to start watching this one. <laughs> so um, it, I thought um, Tom Hanks did a really good job in this movie. I thought it was really cute. Uh, um, the uh, I love the kitty cat. I loved his cat in it. I really don't get why he took his fish go looking from Pinocchio. I don't. He should have left the fish behind. And it. I don't know. It, there was a lot of little things that I was just like going, okay, why did you do this? Why did you do that? Okay, what happened here? And I thought Jiminy Cricket was a cute Jiminy Cricket. Um, I loved him. Uh I was by Justin Gordon-Levitt, by the way. Yeah, and he did a great job of that by the way. And um
0: I mean you could tell it wasn't the same voice, but he sounded a lot like the original Jimmy Cricket.
1: He did, he did. And and I liked the way he they made him look all dapper and he was very smart and he was Pinocchio's conscience or I think that's what he was, is his conscience, right? But um and I, and it made me mad that he was getting picked on by those school kids and yeah. Anyway, it was a cute movie. I enjoyed it. Will I watch it again? No. But anyway, I enjoyed it. It was cute.
0: Yeah. I would have hoped for that. I'm I'm there with Rock Tomatoes score. I I wasn't real impressed. Things that did impress me: the effects were really good.
1: All the animation was out of this paw part for that it was um, I mean there there
0: were some things you could clearly tell or and with not saying that you can't tell automatically that Pinocchio a wooden boy is not really there but there were some things that you really could suspend belief and believe they were actually there and some things you could like the the fish you could tell was CGI right away.
1: I know. okay, that I had a problem the cat, with. That. Too. I don't know why they did the cat that way. I, why didn't they use a real cat? That's what I was wondering. I mean, they used a real cat in Hocus Pocus for a lot of the part. So they used a real black cat.
0: Well, I never watched it, but Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the sitcom, used a real cat.
1: Yes. And did and you know? did you know the robot cat that was from sabrina the teenage witch and then hocus pocus was the same cat nope yep it's the same cat they used it in hocus pocus it's not the same voice though no it's not the same voice but it's the same cat that they use in sabrina the teenage witch the robot one that is
0: i don't know if you noticed it i don't know how you couldn't have but one of the, the little interesting things geppetto's clocks were all pretty much or most of them anyways were disney movies they
1: were it's like, like there was you had the sleeping beauty um you had
0: the lion king you had lion dumbo king, dumbo had
1: yeah. roger rabbit was in there i saw um, roger rabbit yeah
0: it says it's on the um the imdb trivia it says who framed roger rabbit Archimedes the owl from the sword and the stone The Lion King, Princess Aurora, and Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. Dumbo, Snow White, and the Seven Dwarfs. The remaining clocks recreate those seen in the original Pinocchio. Something I didn't realize until I saw this. It says, the painted castle backdrop seen in Stromboli's puppet show is the Sleeping Beauty castle from the 1959 film.
1: I didn't notice that. So... Um, yeah. Also, the one thing I did not like what they did with the fish, they gave it human eyes with eyelashes. And it blinked like a human. And it looked around and looked like going, you know, like, look, a human. I'm like, don't do that.
0: No, well, By the same token, look at the, the fish and Little Mermaid. Well, anyways. <clears throat> but- yeah, I don't, I don't really have a lot to say on this one. I mean, it's... it's pretty much a cut and paste of the animated that I remember. There's not anything really new in it. And I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen the animated and I don't remember it very well, but watching this when I was like, I don't really see anything that I don't already know from the 4 Doesn't seem to be anything really different. To an extent, that's a good thing, but to an extent, that's a bad thing.
1: Yeah.
0: So, did you have anything more you wanted to add on it or
1: I mean it it's a it's a good kid show. Let the kids watch it. They'll be mesmerized by it. There's a lot of cute things about it. Um as far as adults go, there's not really much there for adults at all. So but anyway, it's not really made for adults anyways. But you know, it was it cute, yeah. Will I watch it again? No. But anyways. It is
0: what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, the the twenty eight and thirty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes I pretty much agree with. It's it's got some great points to it, like you said, the effects and the the little throwbacks to other Disney films making it, it piques your interest. But it's kind of boring and bland.
1: Was it that Tinkerbell that came through the window? no that was a blue fairy i think i thought it was tinkerbell anyways it kind of reminded me of tinkerbell it was cynthia erivo
0: played her but it, i think she was the blue fairy i think is what yeah. they called her i mean she was dressed in blue
1: just the way she floated into the room it looked like it was tinkerbell in a way so.
0: yeah and it's probably a bit of an inspiration there from tinkerbell or tinkerbell was inspired from that but yeah and I don't remember if it was Tinkerbell in the original or if it was a different fairy. But I know Tinkerbell was Peter Pan, which is another Disney film, so there yeah. you go. And at the very beginning it was Tinkerbell doing the wand on the castle, like the old logo. Yeah. But, but yeah, overall I I wasn't really pulled into it and it just it didn't throw me. So i wouldn't watch it again it, it's one of those it's more of a curiosity watch than it is oh i've really got to see it kind of watch because i'd say yeah. and you know tom hanks a lot of good stuff but he's also been in some stuff that i didn't care for like turner and hooch i thought i was gonna love and i really didn't care for it
1: yeah
0: but but anyways, with that, we will move on to Thor, Love and Thunder, which just premiered on Disney Plus Day on Disney Plus. Maybe hey, credit, but-
1: let me put you on pause just for a second. What is one of your most favorite top t- Tom Hanks movies? What's your favorite?
0: Oh, you know what it is right offhand, what my favorite Tom Hanks movie is. Go ahead
1: and fill it. Have to think about that. I know what mine is. Uh, what do you think mine is? Mine's big. No, I didn't really care for big, and it
0: was a Penny Marshall film, and I love Penny Marshall, but I, I didn't really get into it. I love big. Can you can you tell me what my favorite Tom Hanks film is?
1: Favorite Tom Hanks, um, uh, um, Forrest Gump. No. Oh. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Oh my god, he's been in so many movies. Uh, go ahead. What is it? There's no crying in baseball. Oh my god, field of dreams. <laughs> no, no, uh, it, it was the one with Madonna in it, exactly. A league of their own, not a league of their, of their own. Yeah, that's it. A league of their own. That's it. Yeah,
0: remember this moment out there in podcast land, and when Paul proved that he doesn't know what he's talking about,
1: well. I have a little bit of foggy brain. I remembered it was a baseball movie. So.
0: That's because I said there's no crying in baseball.
1: Yes. <laughs> you is, it, is, baseball. It true that, is it true the only reason why you like that movie is because Madonna? Come on, you got to give it... her. Uh,
0: again, it's Penny Marshall film, and I love Penny Marshall. Has Madonna in it. Gina Davis, who is fantastic, just won the Governor's Award at the Emmys. Tom Hanks, who is a really good actor. John Lovitz, who I absolutely adore, one of my favorite Saturday Night Live characters.
1: Set in World War II. I think one of my most favorite, funniest moments is whenever Rosie O'Donnell is playing in that movie and Madonna's in the confessionary and you keep hearing something being dropped and Rosie goes... The, the priest keeps dropping the Bible. <laughs> and then Madonna comes out all reverent, and she's got her hands together looking like, you know, she just prays on the Lord. And here came out the priest staggering with sweat coming off his forehead. <laughs> it's a
0: great film. And that's I, I still haven't decided if I'm going to watch the League of Their Own series or not because... It's like, how do you top that movie? I
1: don't. Know. I wish you know, we said it. We said it before. We'll say it again. I wish these companies and these production crews would get something original. Stop redoing the good ones. I mean, these are iconic movies. Just stop. You can't re-grab the magic that it originally was.
0: I mean, honestly, A League of Their Own is top five film of all time for me. I love it that much.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't recreate that magic. I mean, certainly they would have learned whenever they came out with that um, Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, it bombed. Uh, I, I don't get it.
0: Well, I think they're supposed to be doing another sequel with Jennifer Grey.
1: Right? Yeah, it's Jennifer like, Grey's producing this one. So right. we'll see how that one goes. But um, anyways, it,
0: Patrick Swayze did appear in Havana Nights. Yeah, but it bombed. But but anyways, back to Thor Love and Thunder. Metacritic gives it 57%. IMDB has it 6.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter after 418 reviews gives it 64%. Audience score with over 10,000 verified ratings, 77%. And this was the story of Thor and basically it focuses on Jane. And a few spoilers here, because, I mean, everybody knows that Jane becomes Thor in this one, because you see it in the previews. But she becomes Jane because she's diagnosed with stage four cancer. And then Mjolnir starts calling to her, basically, and she goes to New Asgard and sees the pieces. And then the pieces start floating and lighting up. The next thing you know, she's the new mighty Thor with the Mjolnir in her hand. I don't... Honestly, I
1: watched this... I don't understand it. It. I understood it. Just not much of it stuck with me. I'm sorry. She's not a... You know, a god like Loki and Thor is. So how did that hammer speak to her? I don't get it.
0: I I, I don't she's know.
1: not she's not a god. Loki is the Lord of mischief. The he's the god of thunder or lightning or whatever it is. And and these people are, you know, beings, you know, they're from another world. Um and then this hammer just comes back to life and pieces itself together and goes to her. Who, I mean, Who is she compared to them? I don't understand why that happened and it does not explain why it happened.
0: Well, and another thing is they've turned
1: Thor into comedy. They're doing it wrong. Lot, and there was a lot of comedy in this. There was. And I noticed but, that. Like, the, the
0: character of Thor can be used for comic relief, but you still need to be Thor. Yeah. Like, The best example I can give is Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, where he was funny without trying to be funny because he was being himself. Yeah. This, much like Ragnarok, which I know I'm alone in this, but I thought Ragnarok was extremely overrated. I thought it was not a good movie. I thought this one was worse than Ragnarok. I mean, literally, nothing really stuck with me. I have to sit and think about this film to remember anything from it, instead of just automatically remembering it. Oh, like, I something... remember Pinocchio better than I can remember Thor: Love and
1: Thunder. There's something that is emblazoned forever in my mind. What happened in Thor, and you know what I'm talking about? His butt. Spoiler alert: He is fighting against Zeus. He is hollering at Zeus, and Zeus is up there. He said. Uh, said something to him he goes uh, i want to snap my fingers and um, I want to uh, take your shield away or something I don't know what it was but he snapped his fingers and next you know this bolt of lightning shit just flies out of his hands and all of Thor's clothes gets blasted off of him so he's standing there buck ass naked and all those women up there around Zeus goes "Oh!" Ah! They all fall over and faint beside Zeus, <laughs> and everybody else is going. They're looking at it with z- everybody in the whole arena is like going. Ooh, and next thing you know, you see everybody like zeroing in on him to look at him. I mean, everyone was looking at Zeus. I mean, look, everyone was looking at Thor. <laughs> and
0: and see, here's my question: Was that really appropriate? Talk I mean, of orgies and having him naked. In- and what
1: gets me is kids are going to be watching this and they're going to see a buck-ass naked, naked man on Thor. I mean is he chiseled out of stone to look at? I mean he was beautiful but still yet kids are going and, to I mean see I, his- I know
0: that people don't have as big a deal over butts as they do frontal nudity but it's still it's nudity there's parents that don't want that for their children and Marvel movies are geared towards families, let's be honest, they, they're they PG-13, but families watch them, and part of that problem is Spider-Man was PG-13 when it should have been PG, and then Daredevil came out and it pissed a lot of people off because it was so violent, it was PG-13 and was pushing an R, and the directors yeah. actually did get an R, but I mean, you're you're confusing the parents because they've seen all this stuff before and it's okay. And then all of a sudden you've got Thor naked and Zeus talking about orgies.
1: Yeah. And I did not like what they were talking about orgies. I'm going, uh, these, these kids doesn't need to be introduced to a word of orgy. And then they, they, you know, they, they're, they're like vacuum cleaners. They're going to soak up anything that they hear and anything that they see. And I mean, it's, I mean, I don't even have kids, and hell, it bothered me. I
0: I will say, in the film's defense, Christian Bale was pretty good in the part of Gore, but I don't know anything about Gore the God Butcher, so...
1: I'll tell you what, Christian Bale played a damn good
0: role. I mean, Christian Bale's had his fair share of idiotic moments as well, though. And, I mean, if you don't know what they are, you can feel free to look them up. We'll not go into them here. But he's had good roles. He's had bad roles. American Psycho was fantastic. He was really good as Batman for the first two
1: films and the third
0: film. Oh, I he was fantastic
1: played. as Batman,
0: yeah. The only thing was having to take a breath in between every word when he spoke because he was talking too deep. Oh, yeah, God! I mean, it's... That was, that was my biggest critique of his performance of Batman. And the, but the third film, it wasn't Christian Bale's fault. It was the writing. Just, it was not a Batman film. Bane didn't have the, the venom to make him stronger. Robin was his real name, and he was going by a different name. It wasn't his alias as a crime fighter.
1: There was just so many things wrong with that film that didn't need to be done. And plus Bane's voice sounded so strange. Yeah, you can not understand half of what he said. Especially when you saw it at the movie theater. It, it just sounded, sounded so strange and you had to like really, I had to really concentrate on what was being said for his part to understand the words that was being said. And, you know, that's something that you shouldn't have to do. And And again, it was Tom Hardy as Bane who was a fantastic
0: actor. Yeah. It was was just not a good writing and it was not a Batman. Like, they changed the Joker for the film. I get it. But it worked. It was still the Joker.
1: Yeah.
0: They altered Scarecrow ever so slightly, but it worked. It was Scarecrow.
1: Rachel Gould was altered and It worked. I love Batgirl in this one too. Batgirl and what? She was in that one. She has she's riding her motorcycle Catwoman in it. it. Huh? That's Cat Catwoman. Catwoman. It. It was I was cat gonna say woman.
0: Batgirl, that was Alicia Silverstone. They haven't done her since and they shelved the movie that was supposed to come out later. That's right. It was
1: it was Catwoman. Catwoman. And was motorcycle. Speaking of
0: the Batgirl movie, they got shelved. I, didn't, I forgot to talk about this earlier, but I don't know if you saw it. Brendan Fraser has the film The Whale. It was yeah. at one of the, the screenings this past week. And he got a six-minute standing ovation for that we
1: talked. We talked about that on last week's show. And the reason
0: it came to me was because he was Firefly in the Batgirl film that did not get to come out. And I'm still mad about that. Yeah. And I'm not the only one that's mad about that. Like we all wanted to see the Batgirl film. I like Batgirl better than Batman because she's not been overdone. Yeah. But it's like Batwoman. First season of Batwoman I loved. The second two seasons, nothing against Javicia Leslie, who took over the role, but it was hard to replace the star of the show and still do good. And I've talked about that before, but but anyways, did you have anything else to talk about with Thor Love and Thunder? Because I, I mean, like I said, I watched it and I really have to sit here thinking about what happened. and need to talk to somebody to really remember things because it's just not a memorable film.
1: I, I like how it ended up, how it actually ended up getting its name, Love and Thunder. Um, the bad guy ends up, well, you know, spoiler alert, ends up dying. But um he leaves behind his daughter and he made the Thor promise to take care of her and raise her for him. So and her name is Love. So that's how it became Love and Thunder. Um him raising that little girl. And I thought that was pretty sweet. I like I like the way it ended up like that. Yeah, see, I, I don't and know if
0: that's at the, the best very idea
1: at the very end um, it showed Jane passing away and going to Valhalla, is it? Yeah. their their heaven, I guess. And it looks like they're trying to go maybe, and it says at the very end, it says Thor will be back. Yeah. Which
0: typically does happen at the end of a Marvel film. Such and so will return, whether it's the Avengers will return or Captain America will return. Typically, they do say they will return.
1: Yeah, so I thought that that was pretty neat that they showed her landing in Valhalla after she passed away, and it sounds like uh, to me, I don't know, it's kind of might, might be reading into it, might be a story there, or maybe a movie with her being in Valhalla. I don't know. So I don't know. So you
0: know,
1: it's, quite simply,
0: they have got to get away from comedy, Thor. Like if yeah, you want there was a lot of comedy, comedy in this one. Make him comedy because of his character, not force the comedy in it. Yeah. Because I still, to this day, one of the worst scenes in a Marvel film to me is where the haircut machine's coming at Thor and he starts screaming like a little girl because he's so afraid of getting his hair cut. He's the freaking god of thunder. Why is he afraid of getting his hair cut? Yeah. It's not his power. He's not Samson.
1: Hey, have you seen the YouTube video of him getting ready for this movie? Nah. And how much makeup he undergoes to get that hair? Oh my God. It's like three hours to put him together to get him ready to start filming.
0: Yeah. But, like I said, I've I've crapped on this film enough. I just... I know people out there are going to be like, How could you hate this film? It's a Marvel studio, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm not a Marvel loyalist and will refuse to hate anything Marvel does, like so many people that seem to be Marvel fans. This just, it was not a
1: good film overall. Like, I mean, it was okay. Will I watch it again? Not anytime soon, but possibly. Just to see his butt? <laughs> just pull that up online. <sighs> I got a picture
0: I'll send you in a little bit. It was an artist rendering. I was, I'll send it to you. Because I sent it to Lamar, but I knew Lamar would love it. Okay. But anyways, it's just... Marvel, all I can tell you is get away from forcing the comedy on Thor. Go back to base story have him be funny because he doesn't quite fit in and doesn't quite understand. Don't make him be funny because he's stupid, which is another problem, which was I had with this film Thor was stupid through this movie,
1: flat out stupid. One of my favorite, one of my favorite things is whenever he's with the Avengers, one of my favorite things is funny is, you know, there's talking about Loki and he goes, he's my brother. He killed like, I don't know what it's just saying. Remember? He killed like 80,000 people in New York. He's my half brother. <laughs> well, I mean, and
0: and even think back to the first Avengers film where what, Loki's saying he's a god, and then Hulk grabs him by the head and starts slamming him boom, back boom, and forth into the and goes, God.
1: That's comedy that works, and then he, and he... it, but it's funny. But you're, you you got to remember Loki's laying there, and he's good. Oh, you hear from him goes uh, like that? As he's laying there, <laughs> and
0: those things work. But forcing the comedy, it's just it's not working. Yeah. So, please, Marvel, stop doing this with Thor. I know you've made money with it, but. It, you,
1: you gotta see
0: where you're going wrong and this is, is going wrong.
1: What's the box office take on this movie? Uh, I can look it up real quick. And is it still out in theaters?
0: Love and Thunder has grossed $758 million worldwide becoming the sixth highest grossing film of 2022.
1: I'm actually amazed at that.
0: It's it's not saying the domestic that I'm seeing here. Let's let's go down on the bottom on Thor on the IMDb page and see what they say. Where are you at? Where are you at? And I'm not seeing it on here. There's the
1: cast. I just wonder if it's still in theaters somewhere.
0: This storyline. Did you know? User reviews. Top picks. FAQ. Here we go. Details. Box office. Budget was estimated at two hundred fifty million dollars. Opening weekend U.S. and Canada one hundred forty-four million one hundred sixty-five thousand one hundred seven dollars. Gross U.S. and Canada. $342,450,262 $342,450,262 and again it's because like I said Marvel loyalists will find no fault in a Marvel film
1: and I'm surprised I love Marvel seven,
0: I'm not trying to say I don't but this film is not a good film
1: I'm surprised it did a $750,000,000 worldwide so I mean
0: it's it's what four hundred and sixteen not even four hundred and sixteen million around the rest of the world so
1: anyways do you have anyway, anything else you say on it i ain't got nothing else to say about it
0: okay well again if you want to watch the emmys they are on peacock and if you want to watch Pinocchio and Thor Love and Thunder, they are available on Disney+. Plus. So, with that, I I do know my pick for next week if it's still on Netflix. Last I checked, it was, but I checked last month. It's Velvet Buzzsaw, which we talked about the other week. It's Jake Gyllenhaal, John Malkovich, Tony Collette, and Renée Russo from 2019. I just found out about this film. I've talked about my love for Tony Collette. So... I'm all in on, but on watching this one, yeah. so that's my pick for next week because it is in the horror realm uh, we might work in Vampire Academy, which is premiering on Peacock tomorrow. I'm gonna try and watch an episode tomorrow. I don't know if Paul will get to it, and Paul might have a pick he might not i it just we never know about Paul,
1: well, like I said, I'm gonna watch that Morpheus this weekend, so I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I don't. I can sit through it again yet. That's horror genre, so. But I do know that next week is a bunch of my shows coming back,
0: because Big Sky returns Wednesday. Love that show, and Reba's on it this time, which I'm not thrilled about. But Jensen um, Ackles is on it.
1: Yeah, Jensen Ackles, and also coming up at the beginning of October. I think it's October 7th. Winchester's premiere. Is it that? Yeah. What was the other one that
0: is coming out in October, the 1st of October that I told you about? Werewolf by Night.
1: I think it's October 7th. Yeah.
0: So
1: I definitely want to watch the Winchesters. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll tune in for that one.
0: But I want to see Werewolf by Night, which. It shouldn't be but an hour, so that and Winchester's will be all of two hours that week, so we might be able to get something else in. And, of course, September 30th, we will be doing the Hocus Pocus 2. That's the week i going Hocus. to pick the craft. Yeah. So we will have a witches theme that weekend because we will watch the craft. The craft and, and the Hocus, 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 Hocus Pocus 2. Okay. So I figured that was the best way to work it because you and I had talked about it. And I told you you need to watch the craft. Yeah. You've never seen it. And I, um, spoiler alert, everybody, I loved it. <laughs> so, anyways, but but yeah, it's I, I want to see Paul's take on it. I want to see it again. So it's it's Paramount Plus. At least the last I checked, it was. Okay. So so that's our plans coming up. We'll be doing horror films and stories or horror related at least. We may even have horror comedy, but we'll try and keep it in the horror genre
1: for the next few weeks
0: because it is the spooky season.
1: A muck, a muck, a muck, a muck. <laughs> Should I throw out one of these? <laughs>
0: Anyhow,
1: well, until then, Paul, what's your Twitter handle again? Paul, I N H K Y. And me, it's at
0: Chris underscore H 71. And remember, like us, subscribe if you enjoy our show, and share us to your friends. Get some more people listening because we're having an awful good time. I hope you are too. But anyways, until next week, goodbye, everybody. Bye bye.